0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Sisters Voices. My name is Karen Akuto Adade. Today we are talking to Iman El-Hayek from Anti-Racism Movement. Iman, could you please tell our listeners who you are and what you do for the Anti-Racism Movement?
1: Hello, um, I'm Iman. I have been working with the anti-racism movement for three years. I used to be a case worker, So basically I used to work on individual cases uh, with migrant domestic workers in Lebanon and recently I moved to the advocacy team, uh, which works more on advocacy. Thank you so much.
0: Could you please tell us briefly, in your own words, the work that the anti-racism movement does?
1: The anti-racism movement works mostly on the issues of racialized groups in Lebanon in general, but more precisely uh, migrant domestic workers. Which usually come to from, Lebanon from other countries uh, and face a lot of uh, systematic discrimination and oppression, whether because of the system, of the lack of access to justice, or of the uh, cultural and social racism. And we do this work through three main pillars, uh, which are community building. This is the part where we mostly work very closely with the communities. Uh, on different projects to help them access, like uh, to help amplify their voices and uh, to help them, like, basically take the mic and be able to advocate for their own rights. Uh, the second pillar is uh, casework, which is uh, working on the individual cases, uh, accompanying workers who are facing issues and problems. And this is also done uh, from a support perspective and not from a service provision perspective in the sense where we are just uh, the middle people who help uh, migrant workers access services that they have been systematically denied uh, by the structures of power that uh, oppress them. And the third pillar is uh, advocacy. Uh, and we do this on many levels, uh, such as like public advocacy Today is uh, awareness on the issue of racism and migrant workers in Lebanon. Uh, but also on the policy level uh, by trying to push stakeholders and people in power, whether officials in Lebanon or uh, entities of the countries of origin, to advocate for better rights. And uh, also we try to advocate
0: with other organizations and institutions to include migrant workers in their services. Thank you so much. That is a huge task. And off the back of describing the work that you do, I would like to ask, when we speak about racism or people's perceptions about people that are different from them, it's a very ingrained thing that individuals have with them. I would like to ask that. It's such a huge task to change people's minds about how they see um, people that are different from them. So how have the communities that you work in and reacted to um, the cause and the mission of the anti-racism movement, both the communities you support as well as the communities that the people you support live in?
1: Okay, so I think that it's important to note that when we talk about racism in Lebanon, we are talking about two levels. There is uh, like racism, the cultural racism or social sort of racism where it's individuals who are being racist towards other individuals, but also there's a very systematic racism that is very much in the core of the way the economy works and the system works and like all the structure comes together, starting with the kafala system, which links the residency of a worker to their one employer and although this system exists for uh, all foreigners in Lebanon, when it comes to domestic workers, specifically they are excluded from the labor law they are ex- excluded from things that can offer them protection and they are like, it's very hard for them to reach justice. And a lot of reports recently have uh, shown that even in severe cases such as trafficking, a lot of the time a worker is deported over uh, residency issues before he can uh, get justice or even pursue justice. But as for the response of the community to uh, the, the mission of ARM, I think that uh, we can say that the discourse has slowly but truly started changing uh, in the past few years. Uh, of course, we see very problematic views uh, all over the media, uh, from from people in power. Uh, but we are seeing more resistance towards these uh, statements and these ideas, and we are seeing a bit more solidarity and like more inclusion. On the other hand, the community itself, like the migrant workers in Lebanon, we have really good ties with them. And we are also happy to see new communities coming together, forming their own groups. And a lot of groups came together to offer
0: each other support and solidarity. Thank you so much. And so you did begin to um, answer the next question that, that I'm about to ask. The work that you do is important and I believe very difficult at times as well. And I believe also that the COVID-19 pandemic hasn't made that any easier. So I'd like to ask that how has the pandemic impacted the programs and the interventions that the anti-racism movement offers to the community of migrant workers that they support?
1: When I started uh, defining the anti-racism movement, I talked about uh, the projects that we have had uh, over the years. We have always been an organization that works closely with the community, but from an advocacy and community building perspective. Uh, unfortunately, uh, due to COVID, uh, we had to uh, resort for uh, some programs related to direct relief, including like food distribution, and housing support, and repatriation programs. The reason why I say this is unfortunate is that uh, we believe that these should have been uh, the responsibilities of the government, of the embassies, and so on. But uh, ARM had to step in uh, along with a few other organizations from the civil society to cover for this huge gap. Of course, COVID made them uh, a lot more challenging. Uh, So we had to close the migrant community centers, which were centers where workers came together, got training. Uh, We had to close them because of the COVID restrictions. Due to the crisis, there were a lot of workers who started having more extreme conditions, including more violence because of the lockdown and being stuck with their employer Uh, all the time, more unpaid wages due to the economic crisis which uh, made it even harder for employers to pay their workers Uh, and there was a huge uh, crisis of abandonment of workers. So a lot of employers would drive their workers in front of their embassies and abandon them without their salaries, without their passports, without the tickets back home Um, and they were completely stranded. So this obviously affected casework, along with uh, the fact that the system was much slower than usual because of the repetitive lockdowns. Even like the courts were closed for most of the year, the authorities responsible were less responsive
0: than usual. So yeah, 2020 was a challenging year in that regard. That sounds absolutely terrible. Some of the things that the migrant workers have to go through. And thank you so much for the work that you do. I would like to ask my final question, Um, What are the ways that anyone listening can help and support the work that you do?
1: I believe there are a lot of ways to help. And I think that a lot of people are not aware that uh, the kafala system in Lebanon and the way it operates, the exclusion of migrant workers from the labor law uh, and all the other layers uh, that have to do with the systemic oppression of migrant workers, looks a lot like modern day slavery as it has been described. Uh, a lot as such in the media and I think that it's not okay that the world is silent about these practices still happening in the broad daylight and the international community not reacting and not responding and not uh, taking any measures. We have noticed that a lot of workers come to Lebanon in trafficking life conditions so they are very often lied to, they are promised different conditions, they are not aware of the real situation of the country. So I think that raising awareness around these things could could help people be aware and know their rights before they come so that they can be better equipped to fight for them also we see a lot of cases of workers uh, being shunned or blamed by their families once they're back home because they were not able to send money or because they worked for too long and did not send money because again this is the image that people have of, of lebanon so they think that if they come and work in lebanon they will become super so rich and, and their conditions are going to be fine but in reality A lot of workers are are really abused when they come here, and they really need uh, the kindness and support system back home. Another thing I can think of is uh, pushing for uh, reintegration programs for people who are being repatriated. Uh, So due to the crisis in 2020, a lot of migrant workers have uh, chosen or been forced to by the situation or even directly by their employers uh, to go back home. Uh, Again, some by choice, some not, but most of them had little to no resources, little to no uh, like ability to reintegrate into society, especially for those who have been away for a very long time. So I think that helping out these workers refit into their workplace and to the society and everything in their um, countries of origin can also be helpful. And also, of course, we have, uh, you can follow us on our page. We like, we often ask for uh, volunteers or donations for specific programs. And it's also important to know that anti racism movement is not the only one uh, doing this work right now. There are a lot of communities that came together and did amazing work in 2020, especially when it comes to the crisis at relief and solidarity programs. So there are uh, local community groups that are the migrant workers themselves, such as Enya Lenya, the Alliance, uh, the Sierra Leoneese community, the Cameroonian community. So we also always share their fundraisers. And you can, of course, follow them and uh, donate if you can.
0: Thank you so much, Iman, for all this information about the work that you do and how we can support migrant workers in, in Lebanon. It's been lovely having you on the podcast and being able to talk with you about the work that you do for the anti-racism movement.
1: Thank you so much and thanks to AWD for the support of anti-racism movement and other initiatives that are trying to do like to bring a bit of self-justice into the world.